0: so many different ideas about good health? How do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenninghaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle.
1: Well, hello there and welcome to Healthy View Radio. My name is Michelle House, and I'm here with my very beautiful and very talented co-host. Yes, Andrew very Freeman. beautiful, we agree. <laughs> <laughs> we are all in agreement about that. <laughs> Today we are going to be talking about the sometimes difficult relationship that so many women have with food, with compulsive eating, chronic dieting, and body image. And the mother of healing from emotional eating is in the house with us today. Janine Roth is here. Before we Woo. talk to her, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, before we do move on, I need to thank our sponsor, Giovanni Cosmetics, and encourage all of our listeners to try their natural eco-chic hair care products by visiting GiovanniCosmetics.com H-V-R where you can score a $2 coupon.
2: $2? $2. Yeah, you just walk
1: okay. yourself over to Whole Foods and try it out. You can get hair like me and Andrea. <laughs> and Lisa, but hers is all pulled back today, so we can't even say.
2: <laughs> She's rocking. What was that movie in the 80s with Sharon Stone? She's rocking that um, slick back look? No, it was the video with the guitar players
3: oh and the red God. lipstick. <laughs> the Robert Lee Palmer. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Doesn't know that. she's very know. young, but she I. She's
3: too. It.
1: She's a baby. Use <laughs> your hair products and slick back your hair like the video, whether you're old enough to remember it or not, by going to <laughs> GiovanniCosmetics.com/hvr for Healthy View Radio. So the topic of today's show is not about uh, what we remember from MTV, (laughs) but our topic is emotional eating, which I was thinking is a little bit redundant, if you think about it, because emotions and eating are so tied up together from the time that we are infants. You know, you have babies who are either nursing from the breast or sucking on bottles to meet their nutritional needs and their emotional needs. And you guys met my little guy. He's almost four years old. He still sucks his thumb at night. It's like the sweetest thing ever. And I don't even want him to stop because it's his last little remnant of babiness. But that, you know, that sucking is it's combined for babies. You know, I'm filling my belly and I'm getting comfort at the same exact time. So we're kind of infused with this from the get go.
3: Yeah, but when you get that orthodonture bill, oh my God, you're going to okay. be happy. <laughs> Stop
1: sucking I'm going to be emotionally eating when I get that orthodonture <laughs> bill. <laughs> <laughs> so what comes up for you guys when you hear about this topic of emotional eating?
2: Well, it's interesting that you say that because yesterday I was on the subway, yesterday, and I looked across from me and there was a girl sucking her thumb. Mm. Now, she was in her 20s. I'm not even kidding. And I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, does she have a, is there a cut on her finger? You know, why would, why was she, and she's just sucking her thumb and she was sitting with her, her it must've been her father. I, I don't know, but I thought it was so bizarre that I'm looking at a, a woman in her twenties who's like sucking her thumb. I, I didn't even know, I, what do you do? I, I was in shock. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> Our guys, so did you ask her? No, no. Are you kidding me? I didn't want to get stabbed in the eyeball. <laughs> I would have asked. By the way, yeah. why are you sucking that thumb? Your thumb? I mean, I have my own emotional eating stories, as I'm sure we all do. So like, for example, when I was first building my business, uh, you know, I was working all the time. I'd get up in the morning, go to work, lunchtime, work, all day work, working into the night. And then when I finished working, especially while I was working on my books, right? slap her hand our guy said <laughs> when, I was, when I was working on my books I didn't have like any time right so I would finish at like nine o'clock at night and there I was with the silence and I was like I love my work I like what I'm doing I'm sharing my knowledge I'm creating books but here I am alone in the house. Right. I didn't have a boyfriend at the time. And and actually the guy I was with, it was a very tumultuous relationship. So we were in and out of relationship for 10 years. So here I am nine o'clock at night and I live in New York. So you could get anything, anytime, doesn't matter. (laughs) So my go-to comfort eating food was chocolate covered almonds. I would go out Mm. to the store at nine o'clock at night. I get big bag, chocolate covered almonds, and I would sit and I would eat them. And I could not get it delivered. Yeah, I mean, I could have, but you know, I walking down the six flights of stairs would make it okay to eat yeah. an entire bag of chocolate covered almonds by myself, which was like 12 servings. <laughs> right. But it was clear to me, even when I was doing it, that it was just loneliness, right? I was satisfied with my work, but there was this loneliness that I wanted a partner at the time and I didn't have it. So chocolate you know people give chocolate on valentine's day right it's it's that uh you know love medicine so i used to eat so many chocolate covered almonds it was ridiculous you know so for me it's
3: super interesting cuz everybody assumes that emotional eating is around chocolate and sweet food and like treats but like i notice i work from home and a lot of times I'll be like i'm starving all of a sudden why am i starving and it's because i really need a break and it's acceptable to take a break to eat. It's not acceptable to take a break just to like chill out and read a book in the middle of the workday, right? And so I found for me, it was, I was bored. I wasn't engaged in that task I was doing. I automatically go, I must be hungry. And it's all, you know, if anybody works at home out there, it's almost too easy to go right down to your kitchen. And again, I might be eating healthy food, but it's still emotional eating because I'm not eating out of hunger.
1: So true. And, you know, I have a solution for you, Lisa. You oh, please. Gotta, you just got to take up smoking. <laughs> I, mean, I hadn't thought of that one. Everybody used to get breaks all darn day. I mean, no, you, have no you have to eat instead, right?
3: That's such a good point, Michelle. <laughs> that's why they pay you the big bucks.
1: That's right. Come here first for your health information. <laughs> well, that's a good point that even healthy food can be emotionally eaten. And it's not just the sweets or I was thinking, um, you know, what can be a real, uh, you know, the food that people gravitate towards is dairy. Mm. So the cheese, you know, lasagna, like the comfort foods, things like that. But even just, my husband will just chug a big old glass of milk. And I know he's stressed if he's doing that and it's like no surprise because milk, right. Going back to the mother's breast thing, Mm, from the very get-go, milk says to us, this is comfort. This makes you feel better. There's hormones in milk. So watch the milk, everybody, right? Well, it doesn't have cheese. Cheese has
3: something that has a, gives us that euphoria. I think it's the casein and just such a condensed amount. And it's proven that it is one of those addictive foods because it just gives us a high. So it would make sense. Isn't it also just delicious? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, let's just throw the delicious factor in there, you know, like cheese is awesome. When I was growing up, my dad used to have one section in the refrigerator that was cheese. It was like blocks of cheddar, Roquefort. Uh, it was every single cheese that you could imagine. And uh, and that he could just go and have one slice and just walk away. Mm-hmm. But when I was starving myself as a teenager, right, uh, when I was bulimic, um, and I, You know, like I couldn't even have a little piece of cheese because it would trigger for me that need to eat the entire block. And then, of course, I would either throw it up or poop it out, (laughs) you know, unnaturally. Thank you, Xlax. I know they're not a sponsor, but boy, did that help. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, that's I mean, it's not there's so many eating disorders and emotional eating is one of them. But, it, you know, the something's going to trigger something inside you and you're going to reach out for something. Uh, and how do, you, how do you get rid of those triggers or how do you stop those triggers? I mean, I think that's why we have Janine Roth on today. You know, she's going to cover a lot of that stuff for us. But uh, I don't emotionally eat anymore. Like even if I'm having the most stressful day, I don't emotionally eat. So things can change.
1: You never just say, oh, all right, I'm feeling stressed. I'm going to go ahead and have that brownie or whatever it is. But
2: you you never just let yourself go ahead and do it. Well, brownies don't actually make me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? So if it doesn't make me feel good, I don't eat it. So like even remember, I guess it was like three or four weeks ago when I talked to you guys and I said, Hey, I was drinking all this stuff. And then I went out and got a pizza <laughs> because the pizza, pe- you know, the pizza actually made me feel good. Cause I had all that alcohol on an empty stomach and mm-hmm. I needed something to really soak that up and just bring me down to earth. Um, but like, if I would have had a brownie when I was doing the drinking, like any kind of emotional, I think I would have threw up all over the place.
3: Yeah, I definitely still emotionally eat, but again, it's more the boredom thing, and it's not really bad food. Like, I don't think a brownie is going to make me feel better. I feel like I probably eat too much of a good food, or like you know, hitting that almond butter or something like that. You know, that's a downfall for me. But and definitely probably eat more than what I'm hungry for. But I don't go to the the crappy stuff. I know that's just going to make me feel worse.
1: Yeah, well you live and you learn, right? Right. <laughs> I that's gotta the truth. Say, sometimes you were talking about working from home and don't I know it? Either it's uh it's loneliness because I got, you know, I got the husband, I got the kids. I'm often not lonely in the evenings, but sometimes during the day you wish you had someone to turn over here and talk to. That's why I love getting on the getting on the line with you guys and doing this show,
2: you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's to have co-workers. Uh, yes, workers Yes, all of all of our fans that come and support you <laughs> and talk to you.
1: That's <laughs> right. Yeah, no, we're not
2: alone. Sorry. We love you
1: guys (laughs) but when it is time to sit down and let's say reconcile my QuickBooks, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh lord have mercy
1: Mm -hmm. Mm i don't want any part of that and that's suddenly when i'm like oh i know i need chocolate or i know i need that bag of almonds out of the pantry you know that's boredom will definitely get me every time and sometimes i just say to myself well you know what i need to get this done and it needs to get done now and if it takes me having a hand in a bag of munchies to get it done. <laughs> well, so be it. I am fully aware of why I'm doing this and I'm making the executive decision. That is and that,
3: funny, That is funny, but it's also a really good point because when you make the decision, you don't beat yourself up after. And right. that's the bad thing is when we eat something, we start beating ourselves up like it's OK to eat food. It's OK to not be perfect, but it's not OK to beat yourself up about it because it's food. And it's like, just get over it and move on already. And that's the piece that I think is so detrimental about emotional eating. It's that after effect the self-abuse, because then yeah. you eat the
2: thing, you feel awful about it, you beat yourself up about it. And because you're beating yourself up about it, now you need more comfort food. It's an endless cycle. And, yeah. um, and Michelle, outsource. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if there's something that you're doing at the house that you don't want to do and that it's draining your energy and sucking the life out of you, outsource. You hire somebody and you get that whoop, go, goodbye off your hands, get it well, out.
1: That's exactly right. It's a really good indicator. Like if you can be aware of regardless of whether or not you eat the damn food, like it doesn't even matter. The point is if you can be aware of why you're thinking about eating the food, oh, well, this thing that I'm doing, I don't really want to be doing it. Well, Mm. why not? you know, and is it because it sucks and I hate it it's boring. Yeah. And I mean, I think like, you know, do your finances, nobody likes doing finances. Most people don't, but maybe it's something that like, I thought I was going to love. I'm sitting down to work on this project and I'm like, why am I trying to distract myself? Maybe I don't love this. Maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe this isn't aligned with my values. So whether you work for yourself or you work for someone else, you know, your body sends you these signals, like something's off here. And that's a very useful thing to pay attention to again. Whether you eat the food or not, paying attention to those signals, I think, can go a very long way.
3: Yeah, Janine Roth, who we're going to talk to later, has all these great quotes like, how we eat is how we live. And it's true. The the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. And so using these as opportunities to just learn more about yourself, that is beneficial. Like, oh, isn't that interesting that I ate the Oreos? What was really going on for me? Like, use it to learn from it. And then at least it's not just a waste. You don't have to beat yourself up.
2: Yeah, self-love. It's a big one. It's a big Man, one because the- there's this little, yeah, empty space inside that needs to be filled with something. And most of us will just put food in there.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. You stand there with the refrigerator open and you're looking and you're looking for something, something that you need. <laughs> you can't <laughs> find it in the refrigerator, but eh, maybe that block of cheese will do.
2: It's oh, funny. You know, I've actually um, transformed my uh, emotional eating into um, other forms of stuff that really benefit me. Benefit me. So like, for example, uh, if I'm stressed, I go get a massage. Um, you know, uh, I'll take a walk in Central Park. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's like the, those stressors are still there. Right, but what I reach out to now is much different than what I re- re- would reach out to before. So um, when I'm feeling bored and when I'm feeling lonely, remember my chocolate um, almond addiction. <laughs> when yeah. I'm feeling bored and I'm feeling lonely, I call up my sister, uh, phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I get in touch, I communicate with someone that I love, um, and it really helps. It fills that that space, you know, that that little empty space that says, "Hey." Hey, there's other human beings in the world here. Go connect with them.
1: Yeah, pay attention to me. I need, I need something, right? That's what your body's saying. I need something.
2: Yeah. But what is? But what is it? That's the question. And great, because you said your body needs something, but it's not necessarily the physical body. It's the emotional body or the spiritual body or the energetic body. So like what you said before, Michelle, you know, once you become aware of something, then you go, oh, yeah, this is why I'm eating this. What do I need to do to support whatever it is, my emotional body, my physical body, my spiritual body, my energetic body? You know what? I wrote a whole book about this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's called Busy,
3: Stressed, and Food Obsessed. I mean, this is what the whole book is about, how we're so busy and stressed that we're not tuned in to what we're really hungry for. And so we're using food to fill the voids in our life. And I think Andrea's idea of a massage is a way better
1: way to fill that void.
3: And even maybe, maybe uh, calling the friend, all that, it's, it's true. It's figuring out what's going to fill those voids in your life.
1: Well, I can't wait to talk more about this with Janine, but right now it is time for a new segment of our show, the Meet Your Meat Q&A brought to you by ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers thoughtfully sourced meat directly to your door. Go to butcherbox.com slash H-V-R. And if you use that link, you'll save $20 and get free bacon. Woo! So here's a question <laughs> that comes up. When we talk about sourcing quality meat products, how does organic beef compare to grass-fed beef, like what do all these labels mean? So ButcherBox references the USDA website, which says, for organic meat, regulations require that animals are raised in living conditions accommodating their natural behaviors like the ability to graze on pasture. They're fed 100% organic feed and forage and not administered antibiotics or hormones. So that sounds pretty good, but it's problematic because it could mean for cows that the USDA allows feed that's labeled organic but it's not necessarily grass. It could be corn. It could be soy, neither of which are part of a cow's natural diet. So while organic is good, it's not the whole story. And grass-fed and finished beef is arguably preferable. And ButcherBox has lots of grass-fed and finished beef ready to deliver to your door. So give it a try. Plus save $20 and get free bacon on your first order at butcherbox.com HVR.
2: Now let me ask you a question, Michelle. Are they eating the grass or are they smoking the grass?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Grass fed, finished, and smoked.
2: (laughs) Got a lot of smoking theme going
1: today. (laughs) All right, you crazy people. When we get back from... We are going to be talking more about emotional eating with Janine Roth, so let me tell you a little bit more about her. I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar, but if not, over the past 30 years, Janine has worked with hundreds of thousands of people to help them transform difficult relationships with food. Her pioneering approach outlines the link between compulsive eating and perpetual dieting with deeply personal and spiritual issues that go far beyond food, weight, and body image. She believes that we eat the way we live and that our relationship to food, money, and love is a reflection of our deepest held beliefs about ourselves and the amount of joy, abundance, pain, scarcity we believe we have or are allowed to have in our lives. And Janine has appeared on many national television shows, including The Oprah Show, 2020, The Today Show, and oh my God, now she's on Healthy View Radio with us, so she's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Janine's the best Yeah, no kidding. She's the author of nine books, including the number one New York Times bestseller, Women, Food, and God. And she's got an upcoming book, This Messy, Magnificent Life, which will be released on March 6th. And we will be back with Janine after this short break.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, you shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, healthyviewradio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at healthyviewradio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in to the Voice America Variety channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio.
3: Hello everybody. Welcome back to the hottest health show in town, Healthy View Radio. I'm Lisa and I'm here with my gorgeous Inside and Now co-hosts, Michelle Fenninghouse and Andrea Beeman. And I would like to thank our sponsor today, Vapor Organic Beauty. If you can't, for those of you who can see me, I am in my little sundress because I'm working out of Florida this week, which is kind of a treat. And I'm really glad that I have my Vapor Organic deodorant with me because it is friggin' hot down here. (laughs) Seriously sweating up a storm. So I'm really loving their product. It's all natural. It's so much better than all that chemical crap out there. I highly recommend it. And Vapor is offering 20% discount for all of our viewers. Just go to vaporbeauty.com. That's V-A-P-O-U-R and use the code HVR to get your discount. Well, I am beyond excited for our guest today. Janine Roth's pioneering books were among the first to link compulsive eating and perpetual dieting with deeply personal and spiritual issues that go far beyond food, weight, and body image. She's one of my personal health and wellness heroes, and I had the opportunity to attend one of her workshops at Krupalu a few years ago, and it was outstanding. So if you ever have a chance to do that, I highly, highly recommend it. Janine believes that we eat the way we live and that our relationship to food, money, and love is an exact reflection of our deepest held beliefs about ourselves and the amount of joy, abundance, pain, and scarcity that we believe we have or are allowed to have in our lives. Janine, welcome to our show. Ah, Thank you. What a pleasure
4: to be here with you.
3: Well, we are super excited, and Janine, we start every guest with a couple of personal questions just to uh, get you warmed up. Yeah. And the first is, what did you have for breakfast today?
4: I had my favorite morning drink, which is called a Divine Chai Matcha Latte, and uh, it has matcha, green tea powder, hemp, uh, cardamom, cinnamon, collagen powder... Uh, Of course, um, the tea, dates, macadamia nuts, like that. Yum! Sounds divine. Yes, it (laughs) does. Yum, that's right. Janine, what is your guilty pleasure? (sighs) My guilty pleasure? I would say my guilty pleasure is... Not exactly binge-watching TV series, because I can't really see more than one and a half at a time, but sort of saving them up and watching them like that at night. That's the time that I watch television. And, what are you, you know, watching right now? Mostly British detective series. Ooh. I get that. So, Janine,
3: a little birdie told us that you have a new book coming out next week called The Messy Magnificent Life, and we are so excited to get our hands on it. Can you give us a little sneak peek about what to expect?
4: Yeah. Um, I started writing it because I realized that I had healed my relationship with food, but that there there was a level... That wasn't actually healed in me. I thought that was going to handle this low-level anxiety that I felt, this sort of what I call the trance of discontent, without even realizing it, that there was a background of discontent and negativity through which I kept looking at everything, my work, my body, my relationships, sort of everything. And and everyday challenges. And so I wrote it to see if I could use the same practices that I had used to heal my relationship with food in the midst of everyday, like with issues of sleeplessness, or the first chapter starts when we're having to evacuate our house because of a fire. I talk about losing all of our money um, in a Ponzi scandal in 2008 and how to deal with fear and terror and things like that, how to deal with what I call the crazy ant in the attic, who is the one who mercilessly blares on all day long about what we should have done, that we didn't do, what we could do, that we didn't, you know, that whole thing, how to get it right and no matter how many times we've tried, we can't get it disengaging from that one, owning our bodies, reclaiming the space that we've been given with our bodies because I realized and my students realized that we felt like our bodies, even though we were healing our relationship with food, somehow that our bodies, I know this is going to sound odd, didn't belong to us. Um, And so this is all about standing in your own two shoes and about disengaging from the crazy ant and about getting in touch with the basic underlying goodness of every day that we disregard because we're always focused on what is wrong, not what isn't.
3: So I think many of us have this crazy ant in the attic. I call her our inner critic bitch. And I'm wondering, yes. how do we deal with it? What tips do you have for our listeners to
4: deal with that crazy ant? Um, well, a couple of things. I have always worked on the belief, and therefore, for me, it's been the direct experience, that once you name something, once you're onto it, then it changes. Or what I say, seeing is freeing. So most of us don't realize. For instance, at the start of every workshop, I ask people within the first half an hour, tell me, write down 10 criticisms you've made about yourself in the last half an hour and (laughs) write it in the third person. So you should have worn different socks. You should have said this. You shouldn't have come here. So most of them in the first half an hour have 50, not just 10. This is just a half an hour, and they've got 50 criticisms that this crazy aunt is blaring at them. The second they start writing them down, something shifts because most of the time we're so merged with it and so identified with it that we actually can't tell the difference between the crazy ant in the attic and us. We think that, that, first of all, what she's saying is the truth, and, and or we just feel like it's our voice. That's how it is. That's how life is. That's reality. Yes, our thighs are disgusting. Because we gained ten pounds, or we've shown up and yet another workshop. What were we thinking? Or we ate too much for breakfast. So the first step is to name it, and you name it by writing it down, and writing the attacks, and that's what they are that she levels at you in the third person. One person stood up, and you know what her crazy aunt was telling her was, "I can't," and I'm, I ask people to talk in the voice that they talk to themselves in, and most people don't realize this. I can't say this enough, that we don't realize how much we are in the thrall of and under the thumb of this crazy ant until we name it and write it down. So this person stood up and said in the voice that the ant speaks to her, I can't believe You did not wash your hair this day. I can't believe that you have hope that this weight thing is a possibility for you to deal with. How many workshops, how many diets do you have to go on and go to before you just give up? You're such a failure. Now, I mean, seriously, what are we supposed to do when there's a voice talking to us like that? So you name it, and then you realize she is not you. That's the second step. The third step is you find an effective disengagement from that. And for many of us, that can simply be stop, go away. You are not my friend. Some people, it's humor. I hear you. Go out on the lawn, though. Drink some margaritas and get drunk and leave me alone. Another humor one would be, you think this is a lot that I ate for breakfast? You should have seen what I ate for dinner last night. (laughs) So you just get that off your back. And then the fourth step is you're able to see how to act on your own behalf without collapsing under the judgment and diminishment. Because we feel two inches small when this crazy aunt is talking to us. And it doesn't allow us to see what we can really do about the issue that she's talking to us about. As long as we're in the thrall of the crazy ant, change is not possible. All transformation stops. But then you can say, okay, well, it's true. I have been using food in the last week. What's been going on? You can actually ask yourself without judgment, because anybody knows that when there's force, deprivation, fear, judgment, or shame, when there's a voice of that, no change is possible. I mean, you can just see that with children. When you're shaming and depriving and forcing and punishing, no, a child can't get in touch with what they actually did. They're just cowering because of the judgment.
1: Janine, do you so you then think you find that?
4: out, what can I do differently? What's been going on? But you do it with kindness, with fierce kindness, I call it, and with curiosity with acceptance, and that changes everything.
1: Janine, do you think that men have the same aunts in the attic, or do they have an uncle, or is it, do you think it's different from men to women? Could you say that a little louder? I can't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I'm just asking, do you think that there's a difference between men and women? Do, do we all have the same aunts in the attic? Um, well,
4: two things I have to say about that. <laughs> One is it's a developmental necessity, By the time we're four years old, it's in place. You know, I mean, the other, you know, name for it, of course, is the superego, the inner critic, the inner parent, the inner judge, whatever. It's a sort of developmental necessity. Everybody's got one. That voice is a stand-in, an internalization of our parents so that... You know, we don't stick our hands in the fire. We don't go running across the street in traffic. We don't throw food on the walls when we've been invited to somebody else's house. I mean, we need something to keep our sort of, I would say, animal instincts that can run wild in check, you know. But then it becomes maladaptive. So everybody's got one, men and women. Alike, they all have one. What I notice, and I'll bring it back home with my husband and me, for instance, his is barely noticeable. You know, I, I I've hardly ever seen him under attack from the crazy ant in the attic. So I think I don't, and I don't know if I would generalize that to men and women. I would generalize that about men and food issues. That for most men, their food issues are more like oh, I gained 10 pounds, I gained 20 pounds, I gained 50 pounds. Oh, well, you know, I still look pretty good, but I'd like to take that off. Men don't actually define their self-worth by the size of their bodies, and so their crazy aunts or uncles are not terribly active there. They might be more active in work. They might be more active in other areas and competition, but with food, not so much. And then I would say it also depends on your environment, on your nervous system, if you're hypervigilant, if you're, like I am a hypervigilant, you know, I always say, give me lemonade and I'll turn it back into lemons. And so I have a pull to negativity and a pull, that's why I wrote this book to break that trance of negativity because I started realizing that I was seeing everything through that, even the best possible things. And so for me, it's become really important to, to, to disengage from the crazy aunt in the attic because she hops on the train of the trance of negativity and just exacerbates and amplifies and makes everything worse.
3: So, do you think if we start looking at everything through the lens of the crazy ant, that is our portal to healing all these areas in our lives? One portal,
4: and when that portal is useful, it's not always. You know, that's not always happening. When we feel sad or lonely, the crazy ant isn't necessarily in the room. That is definitely one step. Is the way you can tell you're under attack by the crazy ant is you suddenly feel small, paralyzed, collapsed, dumb, like a failure, worthless. You're, you're just going along fine in your life, and boom, you cut off at your knees. And that's usually an indication of the crazy ant. What I would say, the other couple of things are as portals, so that's one portal when it's operative. The other one is to every day just Climb out of your mind and back into your body. And, you know, whenever I talk about this in workshops and retreats, people roll their eyes. Oh, my God, they're so bored. They say to me, oh, but my mind is the most interesting part of me. I don't like my body. That's why I'm here. I came because I need to lose 10 pounds. I don't want to come back in my body. The truth is, you know, that old line of James Joyce's, Mr. Duffy lived a short distance from his body. Unless you're in your body, and it's not so hard, really, you just feel your feet on the floor. You feel your back. You, feel, you breathe. You take one sort of conscious breath all the way through. You just arrive here so that you don't feel like a ghost going through your life, sort of like the airport of your lives. You know, where everything looks exactly the same. You come into your body. And it's your body is the place where it tells you, I'm hungry, I'm full, I want this. I don't want to actually be with that person now. So you use your body as an internal GPS system. That's another portal is your body just showing up, using your eyes to see and your ears to listen, the bird sounds, smelling the air, you know, just the immediate things. That breaks the trance, too, because that brings you out of the stories you're telling your mind, in your mind, back into this present moment. And another portal is... Janine, I'm going to cut you right there because
3: I want to make sure everybody knows where to find your new book. Yeah, great. Thank you
4: so much. Um, Well, it's called This Messy, Magnificent Life, and you can... Go to my website, JanineRoth.com. You'll see it right there immediately and how to pre-order it right now, this instant. And actually, if you do pre-order it, um, we're, I'm giving a bonus class, a master class, called um, Women, Women, Weight, and Power, Releasing the Energy of Obsession. Um, so you'll find all that information on my website. You'll certainly find out much more about the book on my website, JanineRoth.com, or you can just go to Amazon or Indie Books or Barnes & Noble and order the book right away.
3: Well, I'm going to be running out because I can't wait to read it. I love all your books. And you have been such an inspiration for me and the work I do. So thank you, thank you,
4: thank you, Janine. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. We hope you have a beautiful day. Uh, And you, all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Well, that's always
3: such a treat getting to interview one of your heroes. So uh, I'm I'm smiling here. When we get back after break, we are going to be talking to Jackie Craig, who's going to teach us how to feel good in our own skin. So please stay tuned, and we will be back shortly. <laughs>
0: helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fennighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, healthyviewradio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at healthyviewradio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day? You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighouse with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio.
2: Welcome back to the most fabulous show to hit the airwaves since The Honeymooners, first broadcasted in 1955. Yeah, that's right. I said it. We've been talking talking about emotional eating today, and Ralph Cramden was an emotional eater as well. If he came home from from work and Alice didn't have dinner on the table, boy, there was trouble in that house. He would bang zoom her right to the moon. Uh, But I digress. In this section of the show, we want to introduce you to new and exciting up-and-coming talent in the health and wellness field. And we have Jackie Craig with us today. She struggled with weight, eating choices, and fitness regimes since she was a teenager. She's now a health coach and believes that a holistic approach takes more than just the food we eat for wellness to occur. Jackie believes that true wellness comes from being well in all areas of our lives, relationships, work, spirituality, exercise, food, and more. Her number one goal is to help people feel good within their own skin, to know that their bio-individual needs will be heard and that they are good enough just as they are. And we were just talking about that. So welcome to the show, Jackie. We're excited to have you. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. Yeah, great! And I know it's really early for you. It's uh, you're in uh, overseas, so it's ten after four in the morning. So thanks for getting up early with the before the chickens before the chickens get up to hang with us today. Um, we're talking before about- the chickens. So nobody else
5: yeah. in the house is awake apart from the dog. That's only because she wants snacks. And um, yeah, it's.
2: Um, it's refreshing to be up so early, but but I'm um, quite excited to be here. Oh, good. Today mm-hmm. we're talking about emotional eating and how that impacts our lives. Can you share with us your thoughts on emotional eating and whether or not you've experienced this in your own life or with your clients? Um,
5: emotional eating not not so much myself, but but definitely with with clients and and even with my partner to a to a certain extent. So, um, you know, I've seen, you know, I've sort of seen him just, you know, in the background. Just whenever he has highs and lows, um, you know, obviously, particularly the lows, he, he, you know, he'll just head, you know, straight for for something that, you know, is is going to give him that, you know, short term, uh, you know, good feelings. So. Yeah, I, you know, as soon as he has a, a bad day or a bit stressed or, um, yeah, anything like that, he'll, he'll go, you know, for just, you know, mainly just to a, to junk. We don't have a lot of it in the house, you know, anymore, but, yeah, it, it was always, you know, yeah, just beeline straight for that stuff. So it's, um, yeah, and it was it was quite worrying for because I could just, you know, see it every time. But um he he has worked through, you know, a bit of that. And with clients the same, you know, they have that, you know, sort of a bit of a, you know, something bad happened or, you know, something that they perceive to be bad that's happening and then, um just you know, just go for that stuff or just, you know, even if it's not eating bad, just eating, you know, uncontrollably. So
2: yeah that 's true. you know it happens all the time and uh, and you see it in your partner and I see it in my partner as well i 'm sure we see it in people around us um, so tell can you tell our audience how you got started on your path to helping other people feel more comfortable in their own skin um, okay so um mine was um, not you
5: know yes there 's been you know things that i 've struggled with in my Life to you know to get a hold of, but it was nothing um, you know super bad. It. it wasn't like a chronic illness or you know anything like that. As, as such, it was just um, me wanting to to feel healthier, feel more well. Um, I had started to uh, look at what I was eating and be quite in tune with what I wanted fitness wise. But it was, but it was joining another sort of health driven company that I was listening to a lot of the background in why they, they started doing what they were doing and it it got me thinking about what I wanted for, for myself and, and initially I, you know, I thought it was to be a nutritionist and it wasn't until somebody in the same company uh, and I was speaking that they said to me, um, about, you know, studies they had done with a particularly particular, uh, institute and I, um, really, it really resonated with me and it was something that I was, uh, I felt more aligned with. So, um, that, that started, you know, that suddenly thinking and that was sort of not very long before that conversation with this person and we started studying in, uh, in that way, you know, it all happened. It was really quite fast. It was only just a matter of weeks, um, between, you know, that conversation and me joining and, the, and my first module and session. So it, um, it, it all sort of turned around quite quickly and I, uh, and now sort of believe that, um, my calling to that company in, the, in the first place was, um, was more so so that I could Go down this path. So um, it was. It, it's the last year or so has been uh, fantastic and good, and I've learnt so much. And and sometimes I wonder that I can keep it all in my brain. But it's, um, yeah. It's it's been a it's been a fantastic time. And you know, to start coaching clients and to, you know, just see how you can impact on them has just been a beautiful experience. So I'm, um, you know, forever grateful of, of joining this
2: company in the first place and, and heading this way. Oh, that's great. So how do you help people find their own bio-individual needs? Because everybody's different, right? So how do you do it? Um, well, it's yeah everybody
5: is different and and you know obviously what helps one person is not necessarily um good for the next but it's it's more about the the trial and error i guess and and listening to the person um and just you know dissecting i guess what what's going on and um you know whether you know, through time and, you know, a few weeks of, um, getting together with them and just, yeah, listening and, and going, going through what, what is happening for them. And it's not always food, you know, not always food related. You know, sometimes it can be other things that are happening in their life. So it um, sorry, it is, um, Yeah, just a a matter of going down what's going on for them and suggesting little things to try. And um, I've found a lot of, um, well, a bit of success with um, the the self-nurturing stress management side in in people that, you know, a lot of time we don't take enough time for ourselves uh, to, you know, to spend a bit of that quality time just to regenerate our needs. Oh. And, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and that Actually, has worked for a few people.
2: Yeah, that's great. Actually, uh, speaking of regeneration, I know that you have a regeneration retreat coming up in May. Um, and so where can people find out more about you and your work, Jackie? Okay, so um, I have um, a, a Facebook
5: site, Wellness Lifestyle with Jackie, and also a, um, my own website, wellnesslifestylewithjackie.com.
2: Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing your work with us today, and uh, I hope you, you get back to bed and don't worry about anything. Just get right under the covers and, and catch up on some, <laughs> some good quality sleep. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure I will do. And if not, I'll do something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks again for coming on. Excellent. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. So uh, Michelle and Lisa, my two fabulous, gorgeous, beautiful co-hosts. Right, We've been throwing around the beautiful, gorgeous all day long. <laughs> what are your thoughts? thoughts about uh, emotional eating, uh, any good takeaways, uh, anything that you want to share that maybe you learned or that, oh, I see a little hand go up from the girl named Lisa. You know, I've been thinking about this ant in the attic, you know, our inner critic. And
3: one thing that I've really found personally is that the food that I eat impacts my thoughts. And so Mm -hmm. when I notice that I'm eating not as well as usual, the inner critic is stronger and louder than when I'm eating other foods. And so it's kind of fun to start observing that connection for yourself, because I don't think people ever realize that the foods can actually impact the thoughts that we're
1: thinking. Oh, that is a really great connection right there. I would agree. I think uh, the ant may always be in the attic, but the food that we eat might uh, unlock the door. Mm. <laughs> or amplify what she's saying, because um, I, I agree with you. When I'm feeling down, I'm feeling grouchy, irritable, or like I've got that nagging voice in my head. More often than not, I have to stop and think. Well, when was the last time you went to yoga class, Michelle? Mm-hmm. Or oh, did you finish off that birthday cake from the party last weekend? Or, you know, uh, maybe there's a, some other variables that you can control. We can't always control the voice in our heads, but we can control the way that we feed ourselves, how much sleep we're getting at night, how much water we're drinking, you know, just the basics. And I think that has a lot to do with keeping the ant kind of locked away up there or letting her go play in the backyard and leave you alone.
3: Or saying, hey, come have a cup of tea with me and tell me, like, <laughs> what are you here to tell me? You know, like, I hear you, you're there, and I know you want to teach me something. What is it? Mm.
2: You know, when uh, I guess uh, it was about 18 years ago or something, I started taking up meditation. And um, that aunt was there very strongly, uh, screaming at me, yelling at me all the time. And I read a great book by Jack Kornfeld called A Path with Heart. And he had this meditation in there. That was literally seeing yourself as a little tiny person and opening up a pathway in your heart and putting yourself into your heart. And when I did that meditation, first of all, I literally couldn't stop crying, right? Because when you get to that space of self-love, the critic goes away or at least the, the critical voice goes much less. So from doing that book, A Path With Heart, and doing those meditations, which was all about like self-love and loving other people and compassion and all that, I can't, I can't begin to tell you how much smaller that critic became the more I began, began to really look at myself and have compassion for myself and love for myself. And I, I'm going to tell you, I cried for a year doing those meditations an entire year. Go ahead, uh, Michelle.
1: I have a little exercise I thought of to share with our listeners because if we want to reprogram what's going on in our brains, that those nagging thoughts, a really great way to do it. This is something I started doing when my babies were born when all I heard was, you're not doing it right. You're not a good enough mother, etc. At night, before bed, lying in bed, it's pep talk time. And you just... Tell yourself everything you did right today, even if it was small, even if it was, you did a great job tying your shoes. You know, it's got to be something you believe. It can't be a bunch of BS. And list it off for yourself and start forming new pathways, new thoughts to get stronger, to counteract the ant.
2: Yeah, I agree 100% with that. Let's kill the ante. <laughs> <laughs> kill the auntie with love. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, another great book. Oh, my gosh, so many great books out there in the world, including ours and including Lisa's, her own little um, busy, stressed, and food-obsessed. Uh, another great book was Coach Yourself to Success, and she also talks about by Tulane Madaner talks about writing down the positive things that you did, you know, Giving yourself accolades and recognition and loving yourself for even if you made the bed, you did the dishes, right? Just little things that we wouldn't even think of. Give yourself credit because that's going to start to squash that other voice. It's like, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. You did it. You, you're son of a gun, right? All that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, uh, I want to encourage all of our viewers and our listeners that, you know, if you love our show as much as we do <laughs> and you want to hang out with us every week, go to healthyviewradio.com and you can watch us recording this show live every week. You could comment in the Facebook feed. We get back to all of your comments. Uh, that's where we get to interact with you. You're our community. We love you. Uh, actually, you know, we, we really do. We love you. And this week we especially love Mama Ange. because she left us a review at healthyviewradio.com forward slash review. And she said, these ladies are brilliant. Michelle, Andrea, and Lisa are so knowledgeable and share important information in a warm, playful way. I love the laughter mixed in with the facts. They are doing great work. You'll be glad you're listening and learning from them. And that was from Mama Ange. So Mm -hmm. um, please, yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we love it. We're not going to get off the phone and, and eat. craziness. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I want to encourage everybody to uh, go to healthyviewradio.com forward slash review, leave us a review, check us out on iTunes. I don't know what the iTunes address is. Anybody know it? Healthy view radio. That's it. You see how quick that was? I I just sourced that out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so thanks for everybody for joining us today and we will see you next week live and and we're looking forward to it okay bye everybody bye bye
0: Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.